The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LeGrecker. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, and Deathmatch God, Bully Ray and I talk to one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, Tommy Wildfire Rich. And that's not all, because for the nation today and everybody listening to this podcast, we have big news that we're going to drop, and we're going to drop it with the one and only Mickey James, who's now a permanent part of the Busted Open Nation. And we talk about it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I have said, and you have said it, and Mark and Tommy, we have all said it. Mother Marissa, Jason Dixon, new guy Paul, Gabby, everybody. Listen, we're a family here. And we what's 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 the most important to us, Bully, in this show? Who is more important than anybody when it comes to this show, Bully? Our fan base, the busted open nation. Absolutely. We love the Busted Open Nation, and we're always looking at new ways to entertain you, excite you, and I feel like every, pretty much every decision we've made has been one that's been a home run, and I feel like this decision that we've made as a show is a grand slam, and what I want to do is announce the newest member of our Busted Open family. And you're going to get to hear this person each and every Wednesday with myself and Tommy Dreamer. That's right. For the first time ever on a consistent basis, there is going to be a three-man booth right here on Busted Open. Well, not really a three-man booth. Because joining Busted Open, Bully, is one of the all-time greats one of the greatest women wrestlers of all time and she now is a part of busted open it's the one and only mickey james mickey good morning <laughs> hello mickey james oh i'm so excited good morning good Happy morning Tuesday, Monday. well let me tell What's you today? something mickey i don't know if you're a morning person or not but you're gonna learn mm. to love mornings because the nation is gonna hear you each and every Wednesday morning. 
I think you guys know that I'm not typically a morning person, but I am so excited and I'm getting up um, super early on Wednesdays just for you guys. Wow. If you're not a morning person, you and Dreamer should have a great dynamic. (laughs) (laughs) I've never, I struggle. I struggle in the morning, but I'm all, I'm a, but I'm very much a night owl. Like I can stay up till four in the morning. No problem. It's just the getting up part that I struggle with. Mickey. I I, I struggle. At my age, I struggle with that sometimes, too. Mickey, I am saying this to you. Seriously. You're going to love Wednesdays, and I think what you're going to bring to this show is going to be second to none. The perspective that you bring, uh, and we've had you on this show many, many times as a guest, and the nation loves it each and every time that you're on, the perspective, the knowledge that you have, and to be able to have that here with the dynamic of myself and Tommy Dreamer, I'm super excited about what's going to happen. Oh. And it's starting tomorrow. So this is right away. Yep. Surprise, guys. No, I'm so excited. And I'm so honored to be a part of the family, honestly. I'm such a big fan of, of the show. And you guys have always been so um, wonderful to me. And I've always appreciated that. But I think we've talked about this for a while and just finding the right place and time. And so to be able to jump on board and, like, you know, be like a new part of the show and hopefully people still like me, you know, we'll see. I think they love you. And I, and I have said <laughs> this too, like I say, at my age, it's tough to get up in the morning. It's, it's early, but for me being a part of this show has completely changed that dynamic. I'm serious. Like you're yeah. going to love working with us. You're going to love the busted open nation. There's no better fan base in the world than the busted open nation. And uh, yeah. I can't wait for this dynamic that we're going to bring. And and the, your unique perspective each and every Wednesday. Oh, I love you, David. Thank you. Thank Mickey, you so much. Uh, I'm excited for it. It'll be fun. Mickey, other than like the women's perspective or the women's uh, pro wrestler perspective, what do you think that you could bring unique to the show? Um, You know, well, obviously there's that perspective, you know, but um, – I don't know. I think that maybe just a different voice is like, I think that even in, you know, you, you know, bully, like going from locker room to locker room, everyone, you know, every dynamic is so different, but it's it, just because they're different or opposing doesn't mean that they don't have like a cool perspective that actually makes sense. Like when you think about it, and I think to have, be able to have those open conversations about whether it's wrestling or psychology or whatever's going on, um, I think it's fun, but plus, you know, I'm just really funny, bully. So um, <laughs> there you go. I intend to entertain. That's that's what I like to do. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't really know. I think that that's what I'm really ex- most excited for, honestly, is because I do think that this is my first, aside from God TV, you know, which has been so much fun. I've never really hosted or, or been a part of like the panel of a show like this before. So I think that for me, it's a growing uh, experience as well, just as I'm like looking into everything else within wrestling, you know, because let's face it, we all can't wrestle forever. I mean, some of us can. <laughs> well, and I think, can. and I, and I think Mickey, you know, I think one thing we've learned over the last couple of years is how important it, it is to have diversity and and it needs that you need to be diverse especially in the world of wrestling because look what's going on in the world of wrestling you need different perspectives you need to look 
at things with a different set of eyes. So we're trying to do right. that as well here on Busted Open. And I think it's important. It's important for me and it's important for everybody. So I'm so glad that you're going to be able to bring that perspective, not only as somebody who's been in the ring and has that experience, but somebody who's a fan. And honestly, like you mentioned, Gaw TV, Mickey, somebody who's extremely entertaining, which you are. Plus, you're going to be able to get my favorite guest, Nick Aldis, on this show on a consistent basis, I'm sure. So for that (laughs) alone, (laughs) I'm happy about that. Yeah, he can't wait. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. I think that, um, you know, I've been looking forward to it. We've been talking about it for a bit, and I've been looking forward to it. And even like you were saying, like, oh, what different things we could do or fun fun things that we could do. So hopefully, like, as we grow and collaborate, we're going to have all kind of fun stuff, you know. And plus all the events. Like, I wasn't a part of your roast. Which was, um, which was wrong. I don't know if I would be a good roaster, per se. But, uh, you know. Well, Nick, I think Nick, I did a ph- Nick did a phenomenal job and he popped me the hardest when he talked about the roast being like going to LaGreca's funeral and having an open <laughs> casket. Yeah, I was dying. I watched it back. The, that whole thing was hilarious. You guys killed it. It was so funny. Um, what a genius idea. Sorry, Dave. I, no, no. I it was all but Listen, it it's so all funny. out of love. It's all out of love, Mickey. But believe me, after you're working <laughs> with me for a specific amount of time, you're going to have no problem getting up on a stage and roasting me. Believe me. <laughs> after you start working with me a couple weeks in, you're going to be like, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? And then you throw Tommy on top of that. So obviously we're all family here. So, man. I mean, seriously, you're going to you're going to understand the dynamic of this show and how much fun this show is going to be. And the nation is such a big part of it as well. I'm already seeing the tweets. They're excited that you're a part of this show. So I can't wait. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. It's going to be great. Thank you for letting me join on. I, I really appreciate it. I'm super excited about it. And and, I, and honestly, Mickey, it's selfish on my part because I need somebody to talk to when Tommy's in. You know, like so when Tommy's eating during the show, I have to I have to have somebody to talk to. So so basically you'll be doing the entire show with Mickey. <laughs> That's not true. Wow. All That's he does true. is shove food in his face hole. In his face hole. <laughs> He's not no. even here to defend himself. Plus, it's Actually it's a blowhole. <laughs> wow. The whale. Wow. But I, th- no, I, I, I honestly, I, I honestly think Mickey, there's a lot that we can do on Wednesdays, which I'm super, super excited about. So no, know, knowing that, uh, I'm, I'm very, very happy to have you a part of this, and I can't wait for Wednesdays. And I know that the nation's going to be excited as well. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. I can't wait. Right. Thank you, guys. Congratulations, well, I just Mickey. To call in and be part of this special announcement, you know, because it's big news, big news. Hear what's happening around the globe on World of Basketball. Kyle Montgomery, who is the voice of 3X3. You know, it, it's ingrained in, in kind of inner city hoops. Uh, if, if you don't have enough to run that full court, then you line up three on three and you go. You got a lot more space. You know, when you're playing in the streets, ISO game is priority. New episodes of World of Basketball, hosted by Fran Fraschilla, are released Thursdays on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The one and only Tommy Wildfire Rich. Sir, how are you this morning? Shoot, man, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Man, I, I, you know what, Tommy? I'm great now because I'm talking to you, and I appreciate the time. Well, shoot, I appreciate y'all having me on, man. I'm looking forward to this weekend, man. They got the big show. Hey, you can't go back in time, Travel, but I tell you what, this 80s WrestleCon, it's going to be one heck of a time. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing all the old school wrestling fans and just looking forward to a great time. Now, Tommy, let me ask you a question. Dave is the host of the show. I'm his co-host. Do you know who I am? You the bully, ain't you? Yeah, but do you know who bully really is? No. Tommy, it's Bubba Ray Dudley. Bubba, damn. (laughs) We went around the Atlanta racetrack together. (laughs) Yeah, we did. <laughs> I told I said he ain't gonna know who Bully is, but he's gonna know who Bubba is. You ain't lying. We had a lot of good times back in ECW, didn't we, Tommy? Lord, she one of the greatest times I ever had, man. Great people, great fans. I mean, it was just all good. How you doing these days? How you feeling? You feeling good? Shoot, well, no, man, I'm doing real good. 
You know, she was living in Myrtle Beach now. Get to go out and do a little surfing. Well, actually, I just watch them surf. I don't actually surf. But <laughs> yeah. That that's that's amazing, and he, and you sound like you're in good spirits. You sound like you're having fun, and it sounds like you're really uh, you're really motivated and excited about what's going to take place this weekend. Oh yeah, it's going to be a big weekend. Look, and what's so great about the Razzle Cons and the, everything is you just get to, you know, on the independent shows there might be a couple of guys there that I remember, you know, that I know. But when you go to these, man, you get to see all your old buddies, man. It's it's just, I know it's a wrestling reunion, but it's kind of like a family reunion too, man. Because back in the day, man, everybody was like, it was like a brotherhood, man. And uh, I met some great folks in this wrestling business and wouldn't take nothing in the world for it. Tommy, uh, any of the boys that you stay in contact with to this day? Uh, me and Doug Gilbert stay in touch. And, you know, I, I talk to a couple guys, just mostly just when you see them at the WrestleCon, you know, uh, that's, that's the reason I always look forward to them because we do get out of touch. I mean, we should stay in touch, but, you know, I'm, uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, I always look forward to the raffle con. All right. All right. So let me ask you this, Tommy, because when you first found out that bully is Bubba and you got excited, you said about Raceway. What What, what is that in reference to, Raceway? <laughs> We we did a big show. ECW did a big show in uh, Atlanta at the Tabernacle. So anyway, I had a big cookout at my house. We did a big barbecue, and uh, Bubba and them wanted to go over to Atlanta Racetrack and drive. A, they had rental car, Cadillac rental cars, and wanted to go over to Atlanta Racetrack. I lived probably two miles from it, and they wanted to go over and make a lap around the racetrack. I told them, I said, no, I don't think we better do that. But they wouldn't have it any other way. But Anyway, on the way, I figured I figured the gate's always locked. Well, sure enough, we get over there. <laughs> that gate's wide open. Here go them two Cadillacs through the, <laughs> under the tunnel up on the track. We do one lap, and they just want to do another. I said, no, let's go. <laughs> I just knew we was all going to jail, but we made a lap. That's the first time I'd ever been around the track, and I lived there for 20 years, you know. So it was pretty damn cool. I could see. It, it, one hell of an experience, Tommy, that's for sure. Yes, sir, it sure was. See, see, Bully, you really are a bully. You get people to do something that they would never do. Actually, it wasn't me who really wanted to do it. It was Big Dick Dudley who really wanted to do it. Because he was... That's exactly right. It sure was. He's such a mark for race cars. And we had the Cadillac. And he was driving, Dave. And, you know, those racetracks have a big embankment. So you have to drive like very, very fast or your car will tip over. We can only get the Cadillac up to about 105 miles an hour. And we felt like we we're going com- to completely tip over. Oh. So we're all <laughs> leaning to the other side of the car <laughs> just to put all the weight on it. Right, Tommy? Yes, sir. We sure. <laughs> I, I was scared to death. That is, a, that's amazing. You know, Tommy, there's so many things like when, when we were preparing for the show today, And uh, I got so many questions for you because I'm such a lifelong fan of you and your career. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, how did you fall in love with pro wrestling? When did you first discover wrestling? And even though I'm a kid from New Jersey, I grew up, was raised in New Jersey. I've lived in New Jersey my entire life. My first exposure 
to pros pro wrestling was Georgia championship wrestling, because that was yeah. really the, f- and how big was it to be a part of Georgia championship wrestling? Cause you had that TBS TV that was seen all over the country. Yeah, it was, it was wild because I, I started in Tennessee. Um, I grew up around wrestling there. Eddie Marlin was my dad was friends. So I'd go to matches with him and we'd go we'd, and I started, um, First, I worked for Nick Goulas on his end before I worked for Memphis end because I was learning. But we do at Chattanooga TV, and I'd always see Diggis later wrestling too. After we did our TV, the live show would come on from uh, Georgia, and we'd see it. And I always thought, I said, "Boy, if I ever make it there, I said I'll be made the big time." But I was blessed to even got to wrestle in Tennessee. But uh, when I went to Georgia, it was just like a different world, you know, of course. And I was home there in Tennessee. It was, I was 18, then went on the road. So it was it was a big thing to me. And then, uh, of course, at the time, uh, Ted Ted Turner, he was he was cable before cable was even cool. You know, he had the yep. first one on the block. And he had all he had at the time. I mean, he had some shows, but his draw was the Atlanta Braves and Georgia Championship Wrestling. And, uh, of course, the Braves, they really wasn't really good. But, I mean, they had a following. The people, diehard fans, they followed that. And, of course, Georgia Championship Wrestling, we had a regular wrestling show on Saturday. And then on Sunday, they did a best of. It was two hours. And, uh, you know, I was kind of like Ted, you know. I mean, I wasn't really cool then. And I got there and got my break. And, uh, shoot, I never looked back, man. I mean, just the greatest fans in the world. I mean, here I am. Shoot, 40, 45 years later, and folks still know who Tommy Rich is. Uh, man, it's just a blessing. The greatest sport in the world to me. Tommy, do you do you still watch wrestling? Do you enjoy wrestling? Do you get to keep up on the product at all? I, I watch it a little bit, Bubba, but or Bully, I mean. But anyway, anyway, I watch it. You know, I watch it for a bit. I mean, it's just. It's a different world. I mean, these guys, I mean, uh, they're like daredevils now. Of course, you're always doing daredevil stuff in ECW, too. But uh, I've just, it's just, it's to me, it's wild just the stuff that they do now. I mean, in uh, the longevity, I mean, I, if I had to do what they do today, I wouldn't be, I probably still wouldn't even be around. I probably wouldn't even got in the wrestling business because I get up on the second rope, my nose starts bleeding. So <laughs> I couldn't jump off of no ladders and shit like that. I mean, it was, it's just wild now. I mean, how far it's gone, you know. Uh, I, I, mean, I got it. Used to a pile driver, used to you did a pile driver, you was in the hospital, you got a couple of weeks off. That's the only way you got time off when you did an angle. You know, now then a pile driver's a high spot. So. It's it's changed a lot, but that's I mean everything changes. Nothing stays the same. So, you know I mean it's I don't you know of course I don't know a lot of the guys now. Uh, you know I used to watch WWE and stuff. You know when I, I still, a lot of the guys were still around that I knew. And uh, but it's changed so much. Now then I watch it and it's some of the guys I knew kids doing it. So it's it's good to see that it's still you know it's uh, I mean because it's like the. Bucks and the Briscoes. I mean, their dads did it, and their sons did it. Now, Jerry's son's doing it. So, it's it's good. I mean, it's good to watch all of that. I really enjoy that part of it. You know, we we love talking the history of pro wrestling here on Busted Open, Tommy. And somebody who is a big part 
of Georgia Championship Wrestling, and not just Georgia, but Florida as well, was Gordon Soley, who to me is one of the greatest play-by-play voices in the history of pro wrestling. Had to do it himself. Did the, did the play-by-play and did the interviews. How important was Gordon Soley to Georgia Championship Wrestling? Oh, he was a man. I mean, you know, he was the first first one of the announcers that come out and used the big words. Hell, he used some of the words. I didn't even know what it meant. I had to go home and look it up, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, Gordon, hey, Gordon could make you a break. And Gordon, I mean, uh, Gordon was always good to me. And, I, you know, Gordon, to me, uh, he set the bar for the, for the commentator announcers. I mean, he set the bar for it as far as I'm concerned. Tommy, I've seen so many of your matches. You have such great chemistry with so many of the other uh, wrestlers out there. But is there one particular wrestler that you gelled extremely well with that you had great chemistry with? God, it had to be Harley. I mean, Harley, Harley, I mean, he, you know, but, but they all did, man. I was just so blessed. I was a kid, the man's game and, It'd been easy for them just beat the dog stink out of me, but they took me and put me under the way. I mean, superstar. I mean, Bill Eady. Uh, I mean, Stan Hansen. And whether you love him or hate him, I mean, Ole Anderson. I mean, I just I was blessed to work with the best of the best because they all come through Georgia. Ken Patera, King Kong, Mosca. God, I just go on all day naming that team double Ricky Martel, Tony Atlas. I mean, I got to wrestle with the best of the best, you know. So. Wahoo McDaniel, man. I mean, it just, I was so blessed, man. And just, uh, and with the fans, too. We had the greatest fans back then. I mean, I just, uh, a lot of guys, sometimes you hear them have salary remarks. Ain't nothing I can be, the only thing I'd be sorry about would be something I might have cost myself doing. But uh, as far as the wrestling business and the guys in it back in my time, uh, very fortunate and very thankful. You know, Tommy, you mentioned Ole Anderson, and obviously there are some people who liked Ole and some people who didn't like Ole. Did you get along with Ole, and did you like his ideas? Yeah, Ole, Ole had a good head for the business. I mean, no doubt. I mean, he – and you figure – I mean, and back then, you figure you had to come up with ideas week after week after week. It was a 52-year thing. I mean, 52-week-a-year business. I mean, we didn't – like I said, if you didn't mangle where you got hurt, you was glad – because you got a little time off. Other than that, you know, I mean, shooters on the road six, seven days a week, especially when they found out they could run Sundays. Hell, you on they'd run it twice on Sunday, in the afternoon and the night show too. So uh, it was just it's a different world, and, and I just thankful. I mean, I don't know what I'd have done if I'd have never gotten this business. And so, I mean, that just and, and all the guys I got to meet. Shoot ECW, I mean, God, what a camaraderie was there. I mean, the guys just all stuck together. I mean, it's one for one and all for all in there. And, and that was what was so good. I mean, like I said, uh, Gordon Soley, I mean, he could make you or break you. If he didn't like you, and I mean, not saying he did that, but I mean, he was in a position, if he didn't like you, he could have played you. It don't matter how good you are, if that person sitting there talking about you saying, well, you know, but he always made me out to be good. And, I always tried to, you know, do the best I could. And, and like I said, and only, I mean, he, uh, well, it's like when I first went there, uh, he didn't want to hire, you know, he thought I was too skinny. He liked the Dr. Dead, Steve Williams style guys. And uh, I was far from that. I was a little uh, 210 pound kid from Georgia. 
and just got the opportunity to go, and I just didn't give up and kept fighting and kicking and scratching and got a break. And then once he had to push me, then I was in every angle. So uh, he was always good. I mean, we didn't always see eye to eye, but he was always good. Ole, uh, not Ole. <laughs> Tommy, you've been a part of so many great locker rooms. You were obviously a part of the ECW locker room with the full-blooded Italians. Was the ECW locker room the most different one you've ever been a part of, and what made it so unique for you? <laughs> I thought I was crazy till I went to ECW. <laughs> and it was just a crazy, crazy bunch of guys there. So I fit in pretty good, actually. You know, but it was, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, it was, and there again, it was, I mean, everybody got along. I mean, and I mean, and they probably do today too. I don't know because I ain't been in one of their dressing rooms, but just everybody, you know, I mean, shit. I remember Baron Von Rasky, Blackjack Lance. I mean, just the cast of characters it was back then too. I mean, uh, they wasn't labeled that. That's what they were. Killer Carl Cox. He was about half crazy. I mean, so everybody's thing was pretty much their thing. You know, uh, they didn't get labeled. We want you to do this. I mean, they were pretty much that, like Ole and Gene, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. I mean, and that's what they did. So it was good. And then, and like I said, he. I mean, you had Sabu, you had the Dudleys. I mean, it was just a cast of characters, the full-blooded Italians. You know, I mean, it was just, uh, and you had Dreamer, of course, Paulie doing the booking. I mean, it was it was a good group of guys and a wild bunch of guys. Uh, Tommy, here in my studio where I do the show, right above my desk, I have a huge picture of you against Buzz Sawyer from the last battle of Atlanta. Uh, that That to me is one of the greatest feuds in the history of pro wrestling. You know, can you talk about that feud? The, the length of time, the story behind it, and then that blow-off match for the longest time nobody saw unless you were actually in the Omni in Atlanta. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was wild. I mean, it buzzed. of course, you know, a lot of people like to work with Buzz because he'd kill them, but I, t- I told him, I only said, can you do a night work an angle with him? I said, well, as long as he don't kill me, I'll be fine. And little did I know it's going to last two years. I mean, we were... Of course, it wasn't just there in Georgia. We were going up north then, too. So, But we went around the loop for two years. I mean, and back back when I started, I mean, you figured an angle would go 12 weeks would be the max, eight weeks would be good. You know, most of them were six, and you'd have a blow-off. And me and Buzz, I mean, we went around two years around the loop with it. Uh, and, and there again, I mean, it's just being involved. And, and that's where Ole was a good – I mean, he was smart because he – I mean that, that's a long time to run an angle. Plus, we worked hard too. I mean, you had to you had to work hard with Buzz. You know, he I mean he was he the name Mad Dog was good for him because I mean he just that's the way he was. He got in that ring. He he was a go getter. All right, you talk about like the days in ECW and that locker room was crazy. Tommy, you were young. You had the NWA championship at one point. You were a fan favorite. Everybody loved you. And you were wrestling in the 80s. So there, you have got to have a ton of party stories of you in your 20s in the 80s wrestling. My God, you must have some stories. <laughs> a lot of that's a blur. <laughs> yeah, it was wild back then. I mean, it, we were like rock and roll stars. I remember we was in... Uh, Charleston, Charleston, West Virginia one time, and we were staying at the Holiday Inn right by the 
right by the building there in Charleston. And, uh, you know, it had a little bar inside, but anytime we was there, it never, it never was busy. So I asked the lady running, I said, if we fill this bar up tonight, I said, can the boys drink for nothing? And she kind of laughed and said, well, yeah. And I was asking Buzz Sawyer that night. So I got in the ring and I said, after I get through kicking Buzz Sawyer's ass, we're going over to the Holiday Inn bar and have a big party. Lord have mercy, every person in that building. We was like me, we was with the Freebirds. They were they were baby faces in. I was with them. We got out of the car and then people started chasing us. We was running like rock and roll stars. And uh, then we got down to the bar. They had to call extra security because people was not only inside, they was outside trying to get in. I mean, it was wild back then. I mean, there again, I mean, the fans were great. Tommy, what was it like hanging out with the Freebirds? <laughs> they were getting that. They were wild back then. Yeah. I didn't ride with them about once or twice because, you know, they, they like to get out and try to use the restroom on each other and stuff. And I didn't play that game. But they, yeah, man, that was Big Terry Gordy. God, that's another one gone too soon. I mean, Big Terry, I loved him. He was very, very good people. I mean, it just hard of gold. And uh, there again, Jimmy Garvin, Buddy Roberts, Michael. I mean, they they had, they back then, you know, and they, they brought the music to the ring and stuff. I mean, they changed things. So, we was the 80s. It was a lot of fun in a lot of different ways. And we had kind of, you know, I mean, they kind of let us, as long as it was in the lines of what we're supposed to do, would let us, you know, kind of run with it, man. I mean, it wasn't like go out here and do this, do that. Or if you had an interview, I mean, they couldn't tell me how to do a cornbread interview because they ain't cornbread. So, I, you know, I just have, I mean, they tell you, say, hey, you got so-and-so, it's in such-and-such town, and this is what you're doing. You go on there and just add lib it. Bullet Bob said it the best. And, you know, back in the day, it was Baldville and Shakespeare, walking and talking and ad libbing. You know, today it's more choreographed. So, I, you know, it'd be hard for me because my memory ain't that good anyway. So just getting to ad lib and uh you know, it's it's like a dance, man. And I got to dance with the best of the best uh, and, and just followed them and listened and uh, shoot. And turn, you know, I mean, they, they made me. I mean, them and the fans. I mean, so very blessed, very blessed with this business. You know, Tommy, I mean, I think uh, when you look at psychology and pro wrestling, and Bully talks about it all the time, about uh, emotional investment. I remember getting so emotionally invested in you by you losing because you would go up again, Abdul the butcher, you go in there, you'd lose the next week. You go in there again and lose, but the more you lost, the more you tried. And the more I got invested in you is, is, is psychology almost like a lost start in pro wrestling. Oh, I think so. Cause I mean, you know, when you go from ad living to choreograph, I mean, the whole thing changes cause you don't, you're not you're having to think about the spots you got to do, not what the people's want to see. I mean, if you got ten spots lined up and you go out there and they ain't buying what you were selling, they'll get up and do ten more spots just to try to get past the one the people's booing it. I was taught if they start hollering boring, you grab a headlock, take them over because the people bought a ticket to see you. When they quit hollering boring, then you get up and, and do a high spot. You know. Uh, you know, and that's, I think, and that's the, and that was a great thing of it too. I mean, and, and there again, I was, I was, 
Jerry Jarrett and Eddie Martin brought me in, and of course Jerry Jarrett teamed up with Tojo Yamamoto and always did the selling. And uh, so that's where I learned how to sell was from Jerry Jarrett, and and that was the thing. Like I said to begin with, Ole didn't like me, but I kept and I'd go out there and he'd beat me, and uh, you know, but I wouldn't give up. And and there's a difference in getting beat and dying. You know, if you're fighting, and like you said, you always, I might lose, but it'd be by a slip on a banana peel or whatever it might be. But I fought my ass off. Some guys, you know, they hear they're losing when they get a chip on their shoulder. I was, you know, it didn't matter uh, because the people, I mean, if, if they believed in you, and they did me because I could make them believe I was hurting. Of course, sometimes I was. <laughs> Tom, but, Tommy, uh, Tommy, would it be accurate to say, <clears throat> that you don't have to go over to get over? Oh, I, no, most definitely you don't. I, no, I, I don't. I, I think, you know, I mean, uh, some guys, I mean, big guys, I mean, that might be so with them. But for me, my situation, it was better for me doing the way I did, you know, because of people, like you said, was getting behind me. And, and you build that, build that following up, you know. If you come in just hot right off the get, then you got to, then you got, then you're in the position you got to draw money. I started, I wasn't in the position of having to draw money, but I got to a point that I did draw money. So, and then when I did, it was off to the races. And, and there again, I was involved in some of them. We used my mom with Harley Race. Uh, they slapped my little brother on TV in Memphis and the uh, child services called. They was going to arrest Bill Higgerson. We had to sign a paper that my little brother knew it was going to happen. Uh, you know, and, and just wow. uh, I was, and been hid under the ring for eight hours, and shaved Jerry Lawler's head. I mean, I've been involved in some big angles from that time period. So very blessed, you know. Uh, one question I had for you, and I always wondered this, uh, and my producer is telling us that we have to wrap up, and I'm not wrapping because I still have more questions for you. Um, the WWF, I was always surprised that you never went to the WWF. Was that by choice? Well, Roddy Piper had me booked there one time. And, you know, I'm just old cornbread boy. And I never, I mean, we traveled, but I'd always come home. And uh, Piper had me booked one time. And I just, I did, I just changed my mind and didn't go. And then Ann Gunkel, she opened the territory up in Georgia. So I started working for her and just, just never did really, uh, just never did go, I guess. I don't know if they didn't want me or I didn't want to go, but either way, it worked out for the best because I'm happy. Yeah, and, and and that's all All matters is the happiness. One other question, and, and thank you so much for the time. Of course, Tommy Rich is going to be a part of 80s WrestleCon that's taking place this Saturday at the Menon Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. Go to 80swrestlingcon.com for ticket information. It's going to be a huge meet and greet during the day, and then ISPW is going to have a huge show at night. I'll be in Danny Morrison's corner along with Maven for the main event on Saturday night. And Tommy, uh, I'm a huge collector of the wrestling magazines. You know, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, The Wrestler, Inside Wrestling, such a big part of my childhood. How important were the magazines back in the eighties? See, and that's, and that's another man, Bill Atkin, man. I love Bill too. Shout out to Bill, man. I still love you. I mean, I was on probably, uh, he had me on more covers, I think, than he did anybody. 
on the front pad, uh, the front cover. I mean, just Bill was another one that I always got along with and uh, was always very good to me. You know, he'd send it like every month when he'd come out, if I made the front front cover, he'd always send me one. He'd send my mother one. Wow. You know, him and my mom had met him. And, uh, you know, he was just always, Bill's always very nice. Yeah, and, and, and those magazines were so important, especially in the oh, days yeah. before the Internet. That's how you, that's the only way you got news was through those magazines. Yeah, that was, yeah, oh, yeah. They was on every newsstand and bookstore, whatever. They was, and, and that's how the fans followed it. I mean, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I would, I would get them, you know. Uh, but, yeah, that was, that, was, that was how the word got out, yeah, about the different talent. I mean, of course, 17, you had the cable. But other guys you didn't know nothing about, uh, that's like Dusty. You know, he'd always he worked Florida, but he'd come in and do Atlanta TV so he could be seen around the country. And, they, you know, it was just, it was, uh, you know, it was just the place to be Georgia Championship Wrestling back in the 80s. Well, uh, Tommy, and again, 80s Wrestling Con this Saturday at the Menden Arena. Somebody say something fired up, baby. Yeah, it, it sounds like you're fired up. And I, and I do have to say this, Tommy, and this is coming from my heart because it's the absolute truth. Uh, Bully will tell you, just a few weeks ago, um, this show was on a billboard in Times Square in on Broadway, uh, which was uh, a moment of my career to have a big billboard up in Times Square on Broadway. Uh, this show has been on. This show has been on the air for 13 years here on Sirius XM. We're the number one show. Got an amazing podcast that's extremely popular. Um, and I got to be honest with you, Tommy. If it wasn't for you and me seeing you back in 1981 on Georgia Championship Wrestling on TBS on my buddy's TV, uh, we would never have this show. Uh, we would never have busted open. So. Uh, I want to thank you, sir, uh, because my success is all on the back of what you've done for the world of pro wrestling and me being a fan. So I want to take this opportunity to thank you, sir, because I wouldn't have what I have right now if it wasn't for you. So on Saturday, I'm just telling you right now, on Saturday when I see you, I'm going to give you a big hug because okay, I would, brother. if it wasn't for you, there'll be no miss. Thank you so much, man. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen. And SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa. Marissa. Rebus. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, 
and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash.